Welcome to Evolve with Element. Um, let everyone know what your name is, what you came here to talk about, and what do you do for a living? Yo, so my name is Anas Mohammed. Um, 27 years old. I actually know in Austin since like middle school, like sixth grade middle school. You know, been through a lot. Um, me, currently, I work for AT&T. I'm a manager, so if you guys need some deals, phones, you let me know. <laughs> but the main thing that we're here talking about, honestly, is uh, medical reform, talking about diabetes. Because that's something I suffer from. That's something that millions of people suffer, suffer from. And in the future, mostly probably everyone will suffer from. Mm, that, that last part was the most scariest part. You said in the future, most people will be suffering right there. Why you say that? What's up? What's, what's that about? Well, here's the thing. It depends on which diabetes there is. Like me, I'm a type 1 diabetic. So okay. type 1 diabetes runs in the family. You know, it's like genetics and all that stuff. So, I mean, for me, like I got it because my dad was a diabetic. You know, my grandma was a diabetic, but, you know, I had to start somewhere and like doing our own little research. It started with one of my great, 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 great uncles who was a diabetic because he kept on eating unhealthy Mm -hmm. and he kept on, he he had type two diabetes, Okay, which a lot of people over here who are obese, don't Mm -hmm. exercise, who don't do anything, get affected with type two diabetes. But there is a little correlation where, hey, listen, you got diabetes it might move on to your family and might spread down the line mm-hmm. and then it might change just like later on, it might change to something even worse. That's creepy because you mentioned that you did some research and that it affected you to this very day from your great, like you said, from your great, great, great ancestor. And it's crazy because I'm, I'm sure at the time they weren't thinking that like, Oh, this is not going to affect nobody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. So this education is so important because I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know that. I thought, like you said, genetics, I, I was like not even too sure how exactly it is. So feel free to break down anything at this time. You said type 2 and type 1. Can you tell me what are the differences, just to clear it up for anybody who doesn't know? Yeah, so um, type 1 diabetes is basically – so there's actually three types. So type 1 diabetes okay. is basically what that does is that I have that. So my pancreas does not make insulin anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, my, uh, my immune system actually attacked my own pancreas mm-hmm. and, like, destroyed it so now i need to get insulin from other sources you know and right. for me i mean uh, let me just pull it up real quick for me thanks to technology and this is why i'm a little bit more healthier than i was when i was 13 the pump oh nice i remember that you know? yeah. yeah you remember that right uh-huh. this pump has done everything for me but this pump also costs like twenty thousand dollars holy shit yeah so that's type one, type two diabetes, and then type one diabetes is not curable. So it's going to stay with me forever. Um, it can also affect my kids too, just depending on my diet, depending on genetics too. It right, can right. affect them. Type two, on the other hand, is um, it's basically diabetes from, you know, obesity, from not eating well, mm. um, not exercising. Right. And that's the thing with type two, your body makes insulin, but mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't know how to use it. Like it doesn't know how to use it. And then that's why type two diabetics, they get like pills. Um, they exercise, they work out, blah, blah, blah. And then later on, like within a couple months or something, you see them eating a piece of cheesecake and they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I see. And then like, 
yeah, the last one, the last one doesn't really have, uh, mostly affects females. It's um gestational diabetes, and that that happens. That's the scariest one, because that happens when um a woman is pregnant. She kind of gets diabetic, like you know her sugars be fluctuating. Right. And if she doesn't control it or she doesn't help it, that excess sugar goes into the baby. Oh boy. And so, the baby winds up getting it. Is the baby can wind up getting it, yeah, because I mean wow. the baby doesn't know what to do with all that sugar. <laughs> I see. So there's actually three types out there. You said the third one is the more, I guess, deadlier one or the one that seems more um, well, severe? Type one is the more deadlier one. Type one is the more deadlier one. Okay. I'm no, good. Well, okay. diabetes in itself is all it's, deadly. It's deadly. Right? It's deadly. It's like my dad used to tell me, he's like, yo, diabetes is a, is a silent killer. You never know when it's going to attack. I like, see. I so most of this stuff is sugar-based. Is that correct? Or is there more to it than just eating unhealthy? Is it... Well, it's if you're eating unhealthy, you're eating a lot of sugar. Eating a lot of sugar, processed carbs. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine that sort of thing. Okay. Well, thank you for clearing it up. I just want to do that stuff like that. Yeah, I used to look back at like the honey buns. I remember I used to go to the grocery store yeah. and check it like, out. I'm like, damn, trans fats. What the hell is that? Yeah, like, like, hey, listen, back then when I would eat a honey bun, I don't know if you ever noticed me. Like, I'll eat a honey bun. I'll be like this, all hyped up, doing work and stuff. And then 10 minutes later, I'm just like, crash like yo yo awesome what, what time is it <laughs> like i'm over here like this like yo bro i'm i feel like i'm dying <laughs> you probably were <laughs> I, I, I probably was <laughs> <laughs> so with the pump that you have what exactly does it do for your body it regulates so it regulates it okay. regulates my blood sugar so basically what it does is that like right now um when i have lunch later on mm-hmm. it's gonna notice that my sugar's going up and it's gonna give me insulin automatically Okay. So it's better than like back then because back then I would have to test my sugar, go count how many carbs, right. count how my sugar is going to go up, mm-hmm. and then using a syringe, like inject myself. I mean, so were you doing that back in school? Were you doing that? You were doing yeah, that regularly was, back in school? Yeah, in middle school. I used to go, I used to leave the room like three times an hour just to go check my sugar and all that stuff. Just gotcha. Bounce. Well, what was that like? Like for a lot of us, we had no clue what the hell that, what you were going through. How was that like um, for you? From a from from like a perspective from now growing up, yeah, like it gave me more responsibility. Like at a young age, it's okay. like yo, you got to be responsible. You gotta you gotta like watch yourself first, and then care about everything else. Right. But like you know, as from if I was still thirteen doing it, like at that age right now, I probably would think, hey, like I'm weird, I'm different, like you know, I'm I'm always leaving the room. Like these kids are having a party, and I'm over here drinking water. Right. But you know, like I, that's just because I wasn't mature, you know. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up. But now growing up, like, yes, yeah, I do. I do it in front of my, I do it in front of my customers sometimes. I do it in front of, you know, my <laughs> my bosses and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm diabetic. But that's what's up though, because I like not seeing it is what helps. That's what keeps us ignorant, you know. That not knowing about it, not talking about it, it just keeps it under the radar. And going back to like family, I mean. If, if I have someone in my family had it and we never talked about it and I'm over here stuffing honey buns in my face and I get type two or, or, I do, or say genetically type one, you yeah. know I mean, that little bit of ed- education just makes a whole big deal. And like you said uh, earlier, before we started, this whole pandemic has really shown us that that health is a real issue in, in healthcare field as far as like people in general not eating healthy and just the other side of it too. What happens when you are in that physical realm of not being healthy, like what do you do next after that? 
you know, yeah, the world. <laughs> I mean, like, like I was mentioning to you before the recording, this pandemic just showed me like the main idea about this is about like mostly like I understand, you know, medical conditions all need reform. Like they all need to be cured. They all need to be dealt with or whatever. Me personally, I mean, like, okay, so prior to the coronavirus, mm-hmm. I would get like three vials a month for my pump and they would cost me around like $60, $70, you know, a copay for three vials. For three, you know? okay. So if you think about it, three vials for what? Three vials, $60, that's like what, $20 each? More that's or less, okay. Yeah, that's before the pandemic and that's like with my, with my job insurance. Before that, with my old job, it was even more. It was like forty dollars for two of them, or I mean, forty dollars for for one. So two of them were eighty. Mm. So this affects people. Affects it tends to affect people who have who have less benefits in a job or, or just a different type of job. It seems to affect those people more. It def- uh, yeah, and also the insurance that they have. That right. that basically what it affects because insurance they all it's all about money. Mm-hmm. That's true. But yeah, and then like when this whole COVID thing started, so I got a call from my new insurance company from AT&T and they said, oh, you know, we, um, we expedited your refills so you can go into the store and get your refills. So that moment when they said we expedited it, mm-hmm. I'm over there thinking, okay, five, they're going to give me five vials. I need $30. That's like 150 mm-hmm. Like I need to go in with a $150 cash okay. and maybe even more, you know? Cause mm-hmm. they might be a little bit more on that. So like walking into the pharmacy, whatever, at first, you know, I was a little hesitant. I'm like, yo, they might give me one free bottle or two mm-hmm. free bottles. Yeah. They gave me all five for free. Wow. Like I did not spend a dime on it on no supplies, no insulin stuff. Mm. Nothing. Like month, monthly average, like for this pump. Yes. Yeah. I'll show you guys the pumps. Uh, a little. So the pump Pumped consists of, yeah, pump it up. <laughs> pump it up. <laughs> like three things, bro. So like it consists of this is the insulin right here. Okay. That's the insulin. This is the little IV unit. Okay. So this IV unit, like I would show you guys where it is, it's like right on my belly. It's like a it's like a patch, like those nicotine patches. Yeah. Okay. Let's put it right on. It's not like a needle or whatever. Okay. But like this, this, the insulin itself. On average, this whole set right here probably costs about like a hundred. For just one. Just one. And just I'm sure one. you reuse them, right? No, I get, I have to use a new one every day. Oh, every, oh, wow. uh, not every day. I'm sorry. Every three days. That's every three days. But still that, that adds up after a while. Exactly. Like if you think about it, every three days in a month, that's like what, like 10 uses. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a thousand dollars. That's crazy. So imagine if you had no insurance right now. If that you had be- no insurance yet, yeah, you're, you're basically like you're basically you're actually yeah you're asked up you're gonna most likely suffer really bad yeah and then and then even if you do have insurance and you know you're not like you're not wealthy you know or if you have insurance you're wealthy and you have family Mm -hmm. you know you have people to take care of you know bills and all that stuff Mm -hmm. the worst thing that i've seen like other diabetics do and i hated about it was they would um kind of get a moment to think to themselves hey what's more better for me to eat and give myself insulin or should I just skip that food because I need to save money for insulin? That's a shitty decision to have to do that. Oh my God. I can't imagine. That's, that's, 
it's one thing skipping a meal, but doing it because you don't have, you know what I mean? You don't have the resources to, to take care of that the next day. That's, I mean, that's like, how many people do you think are dealing with that on a daily basis? Like that decision? On a daily basis, if I had to think about it, I would say, I mean, I, I had to deal with it one time. Right. I had to deal with it and be like, hey, listen, uh, yeah, I'm going to skip the party. I'm going to skip, you know, the wedding because I don't know, maybe I'll go there. I'll eat a lot. I'll have mm-hmm. to give myself insulin and I'm running out and maybe I'll have, I'll be like two days without insulin. Right. And then one day without insulin is already bad enough. Mm-hmm. So what are I the side effects? Um, so the side effects are the worst. <laughs> so um, from my, pr- from my perspective, the first side effect that I absolutely hate is it makes you feel kind of um, not drowsy or anything, or mm-hmm. like, it makes you feel like you're passing out, but you're not passing out. Okay. That's one of the f- worst feelings because your your head is spinning and you're just like, you know, what's going on? Right. Um, the second thing, which is really bad, is cotton mouth. Cotton you get dry mouth. You get really dry. dry. Okay. And here's the thing. You get dry mouth. You could dr- drink some water. Two seconds later, the dry mouth is back. It's like a sponge. You just eat it all up. And- yeah. And then, like, the last thing that's worse about that, too, is um excessive urination like really uh, you would be peeing for days that's that's probably the the most annoying is one at all yeah like i'm talking about like it would be in an hour i would probably go to the bathroom like four times so what that's like the body just trying to cleanse itself just trying to just disperse the toxins or or yeah so um the one bad like worst side effect of diabetes that any diabetic could get yeah. It's actually a condition. It's called um, diabetic ketoacidosis. I'll say it again slower. It sounds like a rap song. I like that. <laughs> I'll say it again slower for the people in the back. Okay. Diabetic uh-huh. ketoacidosis. Acidosis. I feel like yeah. a magic spell just happened. <laughs> it probably did. So, um, so the way that happens is that when your blood sugar gets like way too high, your body starts going crazy and it starts forgetting how to use insulin. So even though I have insulin in my body, yeah. it'll start like not really using it that well. And it'll start using your fat. That's why if you notice now, like back in, back in high school and in middle school, I used to be very slim and skinny. Yes, I remember. Yeah. I remember playing basketball. Yeah. yeah. And I used to be very skinny as hell. Mm-hmm. So that's, it would start using my fat to, as energy because fat is energy. Right. So it'll start using my fat as energy. And then it'll get to the point where, like it just doesn't use your fat anymore Mm -hmm. and you get into this feeling of high blood sugar all day like your blood sugar is whatever and then anything you eat even if you try to eat something even if you try to drink water you throw up and that's what was that was the most scariest thing for me is when i was just drinking plain water which is supposed to be like non-acidic non-basic it's like neutral i drank water and, and i was throwing up you were doing so is that a condition that lasts for is that like infinite or is it is it is it chronic i mean is it is that something that people can kick yeah people i've kicked it three times okay okay so something to always keep on a radar on yeah basically it only comes in when your blood sugars are not in control okay that makes sense i thought it was something that comes out of like nowhere like no no harm to what like no nothing that you've done on your own end and it's just like takes kicks you off your feet 
Yeah, but I mean, the start point, like how it starts, is the scary part because you can you can be like, oh, I'm perfectly normal. Yeah. You know, you drink water and or you know you go to the bathroom and you're like, oh shit, I just mm-hmm. went to the bathroom at two o'clock. Right. I'm going again at two thirty. But hey, guess what? I just drank a gallon of water. <laughs> See how confusing it could get. It is confusing. It is confusing. And that that's how I got diagnosed. Interesting. So you didn't know when did you get diagnosed? I was 13 years old. I got diagnosed on March 18th, 2000 and what, like 2004. Okay, that seems about right. I mean, my math skills seem a little off, but that seems about right. Yeah, like 2002, 2004. So for that whole time, you had it, and you really didn't know until 13. Yeah. So basically, what happened was, um, I used to play basketball, as we said. We used to always play ball. So um, for me, I, I lived right across the street from a basketball park. So for me, it was kind of weird. Like, I didn't know because I'm like, hey, I'm every single day, I'm coming home from school. I'm going outside. I'm playing ball. Of course, I'm going to be thirsty. Of course, I'm going to need water. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm going to have cotton mouth. I'm po- of course, I'm going to be tired. And of right. course, I'm going to be pissing. <laughs> and you know, of course, I'm going to be going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So for me, it didn't really tell me, hey, you're a diabetic. It was just like more, mm-hmm. hey this is normal. You're playing ball. You're doing this, you're doing that. Right. And then, yeah, it got to the point where like I was playing ball and I just got like the game just started and I just got really tired after like two minutes and I went to drink some water and I threw up and I'm like, okay, maybe it's an upset stomach. Let me go home. Mm -hmm. Went home, laid in bed for a little bit, drank some water after like three hours, threw up again. I'm like, okay, something is, definitely off now because i'm throwing up water nothing else yeah and that's when i'm like you know what gotta go to the er and as soon as i went to the er like the doctor just looked at me like this he's like bro yeah he's like he's like i'm sorry to tell you something but mm-hmm. it's not good i see and i mean i can only imagine you're 13 years old you go into the er room you're thinking like oh my god i'm, I'm throwing up water what the hell's wrong with me you find out you get the results now how, how did you take it like what was that like uh so at first yeah i was i wasn't really like like my family was sad as hell my my dad was pissed <laughs> like everybody was else pissed. was sad as hell. Yeah, okay. he was pissed he's like you know he's young cuz that's the thing type 1 diabetes only affects young kids interesting like, i didn't know that only only people under like um thing like once you hit 18 like it can affect somebody who's 18 19 but once you hit the 20s yeah you're perfect like you're okay then um so he was pissed about it that i was 13 years old and mm-hmm. diabetic you know big responsibility for me at that same time like i was in the hospital for like a month yeah i was depressed about it but like i kind of chose that me being in the hospital and me being a diabetic to kind of learn more about it and right. see like what can I do about it mm-hmm. and like how can I treat it how can I help and that's you know that's when I'm like you know at 16 I joined the like this group of, for diabetics and like from there just like help that's how they put me onto the pump they're that's like listen you need a pump you need to pump you yeah, up they're like, <laughs> they're, like the, they're like the pump will definitely help you out because the pump will just do everything for you instead of you doing everything Right, manually all the time. Yeah, yeah it's, manually. it's annoying too. I can only imagine. I mean, you got you, it means it's a constant thing. Um, but you saying that it seems like it just created this discipline in you, and also having this support around you seemed like that's like if I were to recommend anything to a thirteen year old right now, 
is to find that support, right? Or to just maybe educate yourself a little bit more about it. If I would, if I was to recommend any kind of detail to a kid going through di- diabetes or anything like that, yeah. Um, like my top three things would be one, you ain't different. You're mm-hmm. the same. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just because you can't eat something that's going to kill you later on in life, <laughs> you know, yeah. or just because you can't have cake right now doesn't mean like, you know, one day you could cheat. Like, you can cheat. Mm-hmm. I've, che- I've cheated so many times. There's days where I'm like, I got a sweet tooth. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the store and get some cake. I'm going mm-hmm. to go and have some ice cream. But I, of course, like before I eat the ice cream or before I do anything, mm-hmm. I got to give myself medicine. Right. So second thing I would say is go for the pump. The pump is your best friend. This, this literally saved my life. I see you. you know? Like a little iPad. Look like an iPod. Like when it yeah, first came like out. An, an iPod that plays music to your stomach. I like that. I like that. Hashtag that, man. You got to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. That's cool. And you said you're part of this group. What was the name of the group again? Are you still part of it? or? Um, so we were when we, were like, when we all got diagnosed because it was, it was funny. We called ourselves the type one diets. Okay. So, because we like would it. all like eat and all that. We would have like dates where we would meet up and get some food or cook and whatever. Um, but like, yo, shout out to my boy Ali. Shout out to Stacy. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Anthony. You know, if you guys see this video, my boy Austin over here talking about diabetes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, you know, we would always meet up. We disembarked like everybody had their own things to do now. But we still keep in contact sometimes and talk about it. But that would be the best thing. Get a group. Get, get somebody and don't don't get somebody who's gonna be like oh hey let's go get some chocolate like bruh <laughs> bro, bro that's the wrong we're the wrong group man yeah that's the wrong group like yeah bruh <laughs> really but that's interesting because you 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 find people who have the same issues that you got going on in life and you're able to bounce ideas off each other at such a young age you know you'd be like hey man you could check each other like hey what, what are you doing over there you, yeah up? you know and then yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. that's the whole point. It's always good to find somebody who's like who's like you in a way, because you guys can keep each other in check. That's healthy. That's healthy. I mean, I'm trying to think. Growing up, like having friends that were going maybe going to the same place that or been through the same things I have, I can only imagine that that's been a tremendous uh, boost in my own personal life. I mean, you know, even just growing up, thinking about like our childhood, growing up together and, and Lincoln, and uh, you know. And everything else in middle school 303 is like yeah. it's like i remember those days clearly and i remember you you were i remember you had the pump at the time we're playing basketball and i always thought like damn like wonder how he feels like the end of the day like and you're right i think that's a good message that you send it to people you're like yo you're the same you're you are you're, you're, you're no different you bring yeah you, you know, got a condition but you're the same but you know, it's one thing that kills a lot of people and it affects a lot of people who have conditions, not just diabetes, is that they tend to keep all that stress or all that problems that they're different. They tend to keep it to themselves, which yeah. ends up killing them, <laughs> which stress. will end up, yeah. yeah. Stress and is the number one stress, killer, man. Yeah. Stress is the number one killer. Diabetes is the number one silent killer. So mm-hmm. you got like two a, killers that work together. That's like a fart, man. You, deadly. <laughs> OD deadly. That's not good. Yeah, but I mean, like, like thinking about it, bro. Back, like, same thing in in high school. Like, remember Zeeshan, and yeah. like in that in that class, we would always be sitting in the corner mm-hmm. and just. I remember talking. Saeed and yeah. Yeah, like all all our old friends and stuff. Like most of them, mm-hmm. most of them will be like, yo, like they'll they'll respect me in a way too. At that time too, mm-hmm. you know, they won't be like, 
oh, let's invite Nas to a birthday party filled with, with so Sugars much. Sugars and sweets, yeah. Like, I had, I had um, what's it called, Satan. Like, when um, mm-hmm. it was his birthday, whatever, by his house. And I'm over there chilling with them and all that. And, like, his, his one of his aunts or his mom, or I think, like, mom friends or something, she came out and she's like, oh, I have, um, I have this cake over here. It's, you know, it's sugar-free. Wow. That was so nice. Yeah, I'm just, I'm like, I'm like, who's it for? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking around. I'm like, time out. Who's it for? <laughs> who's it like? That's, for me. Yeah, it's like you know, it turned out it turned out it was some of it was for me, some of mm-hmm. it was for his grandpa, you know, for other people in the house who suffer. That's for some condition. And like ever since then, like especially now, like with events, mm-hmm. like even you know, going to events or seeing people or talking to different people, they'll see the wire around my mm-hmm. stomach. They'll be like, "Oh shit, you're a diabetic. Does yeah. that mean you can you can't eat everything?" Mm-hmm. Like, no, I can uh, eat anything I want. I just have to. <laughs> I just have to, you know, small portions. That's right. like I can eat anything I want. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people out there who just that a they play dumb. Like they try to play like the the woke card. Like oh, I feel so bad for you. Like yeah. that whole I'm like stop that shit. Then then there's the people who are like really ignorant. And like oh, so you can't like eat nothing, right? Like what you just said. And that's yeah. probably just as bad. But moving towards the more positive stuff, like you said, there's people out there like. Hey, I know my friends, you know, I know my friends has this condition. Let me, you know, let me make sure he's comfortable while he's here, you know? Yeah, like, that's, that's all that matters. Because guess what, bro? Like, from my perspective, from my opinion, is I can go to a party and, you know, they can have, I don't know, they can have as much sweets in the world over there. Yeah. And, like, like, I could be at your party and you can have so many sweets, so many drinks and all that stuff. And then you just come up to me and you're like, yo, Nas. I know you can't have soda. I know you can't have this, but yo, we got some juice over here. We got some diet drinks over here. We got some water. Like yeah. I'm just gonna look at that and be like, yo, this, this dude really cares. Like you know, good looking man. That's that's how it is. It's like it's the idea. It's the thought that counts. Yeah, it is. At the end of the day, that's that's what that's what makes people remember. You know, it says famous quote by uh, Maya Angelou. I think I'm gonna butcher it probably, but it's it's along the lines like people remember what you how you make them feel, but not what you do. Exactly. So. so I mean, that's, that's how I try to live my life every day. And it seems like, you know, you do the same thing. And, you know, I, I see anyone who's young watching this can see like, man, this, these two people grew up eventually. And they started, they were in that very uncertain time in their life, not knowing what's up and, you know, just growing, you know, just becoming a man really, you know, and it's like, we need more of that. Yeah, we need we need more examples of, of people showing that to, to the younger generation or just our generation. How many people we know just don't got their shit together at this this own age, you know? And it, it's, yeah, it's like it's like if you think about it, like and that's the thing, like with the younger generation, I would say more importantly with the younger generation is if they do, God forbid, like I hope nobody has to suffer or go through what I went through, mm-hmm. you know, with diabetes or with anything else with hemophilia. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just goes to show that, listen, no matter what, what you got, mm-hmm. you still got a brain. You can, still, you can still work. You can still think. You can still come up with an idea. If you can't come up with an idea, guess what? You can help. You can go help people. Right. You somewhere. Can, you got to find your purpose somewhere down the line. Yeah. Like you can, you can literally just go to like a nursing home mm-hmm. and just read a, read a book to a grandma. Yeah. She's going to love you know, it. It's crazy. A lot of times people even myself a lot of times we we might be like i don't i don't think i could do that or we don't feel encouraged to do that until we like see someone we know maybe do it 
And then it's that moment where, you know, we we kind of put ourselves down. We think like, oh, I'm not good enough to, to read in front of all these people. And I think alone the mentality of that over years, you know, compounds. Just like money, it just it compounds. And it affects you later on in life. And you're like, damn, I didn't do anything. Like, I, I, would, I would love to just give back. And it's always a moment where you could do that. You know I mean? It's, you don't have to plan it. You don't have to well, be nice if you could, but you don't have to necessarily, you know, do a whole PowerPoint presentation to figure out how to help somebody. You know what I mean? It's really from the heart, you know? It really, bro, it can take as simple as just like, I don't know, walking up to somebody and saying, hey, how you doing? I hope you have a blessed day. Wow. That's, that's one it. little thing. Yes. That's and just start somewhere. Start somewhere. That's, that's all it is. You just got to mm-hmm. start somewhere and just like, and just remember that, hey, listen, I might, I might be talking to like in front of a million people right now and 999,000 of them don't give a crap. Mm-hmm. But there's one person in that million that does give a crap. And that's that true. one person is going to move on and talk to a million people. And same thing, mm-hmm. 999,000 won't give a crap. <laughs> one other person would. And then that's it's all like you got to do it for. Yeah. It just keeps compounding. It just keeps compounding and compounding. That's what I call the artist dilemma. <laughs> the, artist, the artist makes this wonderful art and only one person really comes up to you and says, hey, great job. <laughs> yeah, hey, good job. That's it. I mean, I, I hope you want to buy it too. <laughs> like, <good> job, <laughs> you want to buy this too? Because, you know, we can work something out. <laughs> yeah, like, I need money. Mm-hmm. Nah, but like my whole message, uh, having this podcast with you and, mm-hmm. and everything is that um, we all live through COVID right now. Hopefully COVID is done. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic is over with and everybody's starting to get healthy. And, you know, for me, I was worried because I'm at risk. I'm a type one diabetic, you know, I'm at risk for that stuff, mm-hmm. but I did not let that come in my way. No, that's the stress. That's stress. Like you said, yeah. you don't need it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I did not need it. I, mm-hmm. I had like my job, my job gave me like protection. They said, at t told me, they said, listen, if you want to work, you're more than welcome to work. If you don't want to work, you're more than welcome not to work. You know, we'll cover you. We know what you have. We know what you're going through. Right. So if you don't want to work, you can just stay home and be safe. Right, because you don't want to risk it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for me itself, I'm like, listen, I can stay home. I'm like, you know, I might do that. Mm-hmm. I stayed home for two days, like, not risk trying to go out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like I'm like, yo, it's not it's not me. Like, I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I don't feel like I'm influencing people. I don't feel like I'm helping people. I'm helping myself at that moment because I'm right. staying home. Yeah. Same time, I am helping other people because, you know, I'm not yeah. trying to get it or give it away mm-hmm. like the COVID. But I just don't feel like I'm helping anybody. Right. So I just took it and I said, you know what? I'm going back to work. I did not let that stop me. That's what's up. And, and that was the mindset. That was the mindset that you had. That's what's cool. Yeah, just don't let it stop you because, hey, listen, if you let it stop you, if you let anything stop you, you're going to second guess it. You're going to second guess it again. Mm-hmm. Stress is gonna build up, and then you done. Yeah, what what good is that? Yeah, what good is that? <laughs> did they have you working uh, remotely from home, at, or like, or did you have to go back in, in physical, like physical, to work? How did that? So they did. Um, mm-hmm. we did two things. So first, it was uh, kind of like on uh, remotely, mm-hmm. and then like thank God, one of them, one of my managers was like to me, he's like, listen, if you since you're coming back. We're going to help you out. We're going to keep you in the back room only. Okay. Like you just stay in the back room. You just verify, you know, accept inventory and just hang out. <laughs> don't deal with any customer. That's it. Yeah. Don't deal with nobody. Well, that's what's up that they were so understanding and they were, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a human, it's just a human element of it, you know? 
Yeah. I think that's the one thing that I've, I've seen the most during this whole pandemic is people become, like, especially being in New York City, we're so used to people be just being on edge all the time. It was nice to see people just kind of just we'd be a little more relaxed and friendly. But um, with this whole COVID-19, it also showed us, too, like, we have a serious health problem in this country. Like, we, have a ma- we have a major serious health problem. We have actually, like, just to add another, my two cents in there. We have a serious health, we have two problems. We have a serious health problem and we have a serious racist problem. Mm. Those are the only two things, but we're going to stick to the health problem right now. Don't worry, it's like, it's a list, don't worry, it keeps going. But we'll start with those two, yeah, go for it. Yeah, but no, the the health problem is number one. Like, it's number one that you got people who have to sacrifice their livelihood, sacrifice their time, sacrifice enjoying a meal Mm -hmm. just because they need to save $10, $5, $10, you know, just to make, just to get their own medicine. Let's pause right there. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this country? We have people doing that on a daily basis. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's, that should be like, that shouldn't even be a thing in 2020. Like, I can see bro, that in 1776 maybe, but not now. Bro, <laughs> I, should, I should be able to sacrifice my taxes and get my, my medicine and sacrifice my food. And your health and your well-being. Right. Yeah. Like, money comes and goes, but health is never going to come back once it's... <laughs> Once it's downhill, it's downhill. Exactly. Back from it. Exactly. And that's the thing, like, you know, especially with diabetics. Like, diabetics, the thing about diabetes is that it affects everything. Hmm. Like, it affects, it affects my hair. It affects my fingernails. It affects my face. It, it affects mm-hmm. my toe. You know, it so affects... does it stop you from, like, what, growing hair or growing the nail follicles? No, it doesn't stop me from any of that, but it uh-huh. affects it in a way. Like with mm-hmm. hair, like I might, I might end up growing white hair, even though white hair is sexy. I might end up growing white hair quick. <laughs> I see, you, I see. You. Um, well, like, like proteins or whatever. Like sometimes, you know, my like my fingers, because if my sugar's high, I tend to itch a lot. So like, right. I tend to itch my fingers. Like I'll hurt my skin. Right. And then you also you also know about amputees. Like they can. Just cut your foot off one day, cut your arm mm-hmm. off one day. Some scary stuff, man. Yeah. And you know where all that stories. comes from? All that comes from stress, mm. not having a support system, mm. and not being able to fight these pharmaceutical companies or just come up with a plan where it's like, hey, listen, here's your medicine. Mm. That's, That's another thing that I find creepy about this country. You have, you have the healthcare industry private to the most part, and they can control everything from the from the copay to what's in it they have basically every say in it and what's scary is if they fuck up one day i for them to get like a slap on the wrist is nothing compared to someone losing their life you know in my opinion you know what i mean so it reminds me of this dude i don't know if you remember the i don't know if his name is schumer or something like that but he raised the price of the hiv yeah, uh, yeah. remember yeah. the pills that he raised it from like five dollars to like yeah. 13 grand or something and he was on the radio talking about like how proud he was about that. And everyone was like, is that, are you, you know, you're killing, like you're killing a lot of people. So like you said, it's definitely corruption. I don't think there should be an incentive to make off of people for health or, or keep people being unhealthy. You know, uh, with this whole COVID-19 too, it makes you wonder like, like we have the money. You know what I mean? Why we why 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 haven't we found more effective ways to help people? Like I was looking at a a podcast the other day. I was watching it actually, 
And one of the guests was saying that, you know, a lot of people are deficient, like in vitamin D and a lot of other vitamins and stuff like that. And a lot yeah. of people who are being affected by the COVID-19, um, they had severe um, deficiencies in like vitamin D, for example. And, you know, you know, if you don't have a good immune system, it's very difficult to fight off a virus, you know, so. Yeah. Which is so weird because like the news is so, you know, they, they love the attention of scaring people and, you know, wear your mask and curfew this, curfew that, or social distance this. But I've never seen them once like say, hey, um, let's boost your immunity. You know, let's, let's do some exercise or, you know, let's do this safely. You know, let's, let's do this in a more effective, rational way. Instead, it's been like hide inside, you know, put your mask on, social distance, you know I mean? Health, social implications. I mean, I can only imagine the mental health that's, that, that, has, that has deteriorated over these last two to three months. It's like, you want people to really stay inside all that time? And then to be in fear constantly and watching the news? Like, that's stress. That goes back to being unhealthy. I mean, hey, listen, it goes back to, like you said, you brought up another good health problem, mental health. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mental health problems out there. There is, and <clears throat> not to offend anyone, like females, not to offend females, men have mental health problems too. Yeah, for men sure. Go through, yeah. Men go through so much. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, one of my friends, he showed me this, this video or whatever, and it, showed, it was talking about a guy, right? He said, um, basically when he was uh, nine years old, he had like two siblings, a brother and a sister, younger brother and a sister, mom. And at like nine, 10 years old, his dad just left, just divorced and just left, right? So at 10 years old, he's the man of the house now. Mm. He was the one, you know, to start doing everything and, you know, make money and try to help his family. And he was talking about the story about like when he was, uh, he's like 16, 17, he was working at McDonald's Mm -hmm. um, and some lady, like she came in, she bought the food or whatever. And for some reason, he's like, I did not do anything for her. All I did was give her the food and say, thank you. Mm-hmm. She gave him a tip. She gave him like a hundred dollars. Just gave it to him like that. He's like, he took that hundred dollars and he went and he gave it to his, he said, I gave it straight to mom. Like, mom, here, just use this to buy stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. He said, and then after that, I, I told mom I was going to go to the park to shoot around or to a friend's house to play video games. Mm-hmm. He stayed in his car and he was crying all day. Mm-hmm. He's like, I stayed in my car and I was just crying. And the reason why he was, he's like, it just felt like, you know, like I'm not at where I want to be. You know, he's like, but here's the thing. Once I leave the car, I have to put on a fake, like a smile, Mm -hmm. fake face, just to show my mom, just to show my little brother and my sister that, hey, I'm doing fine. You guys are going to be okay. Right. So that's another thing that affects people, mental health. And it all winds down to, you know, these private, like you said, these private pharmaceutical companies. And like, if we were able to make, just like most hospitals right now are public, mm-hmm. if we were able to make these pharmaceutical companies public. Right. And instead of you having, um, what is that? The ATF, the gun and drug and firearms mm-hmm. commission, whatever. If you can make it, instead of being drugs, you can make it pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Trust me, everybody would be happy. Like everything will be down. You won't need to worry about your health as you would have to worry about your health, but not as much. Right. You won't have to sacrifice what you got on the table to, mm-hmm. because you're worried about your health later on. And same thing. You won't have to worry about, Hey, I'm only 
this age and I'm going through so much and I got no way out because all that mental health, all that stress, all that even like even taking care of a health problem Mm -hmm. brings up mental health. And then once mental health hits and you feel like, oh, my God, you know, I can't do nothing about it. That's when mental health turns to suicide. And that's when suicide turns to, you know. Right. And that affects everybody else along the way, too. You know, it affects, it affects the living. Yeah, exactly. it affects the living. It affects everybody else down the line too. Yeah, but this is why it's so important to talk about this stuff because, you know, I, I don't remember being 13 years old and, and we having this conversation as as it is now. I'm glad more people talk about it now. It's become like it's been accepted. You can say back then it was like, yo, don't talk about that, man. That guy's crazy. You know, what I mean, it was yeah, it was like very yo, hush hush. Yeah, like don't talk about him and don't do this or even for a female, like yeah. you know her man's broke up with her she's she'll be okay like no yeah she's she's going to some stuff and that's the thing these conversations this dialogue you know just gives it it gives an opportunity for someone to like chime in kind of like uh, like a youtube comment or something hopefully it's positive <laughs> but at the end of the day they're like oh i didn't know that or oh hey i could relate to that you know and that's i hope it resonates with some people who are listening to this um, same i mean listen for those people who want to have negative comments later on yeah it's all good you could it's all good yeah it's all good you can stay negative because i'm always gonna be positive so it don't matter i'm trying to attract you (laughs) (laughs) you you keep doing you see how you end up i'm gonna do me and see how i end up all right yeah Yeah, no it's that's the way to do it and that's the way to go so i got something for you i got a question for you We, we we are almost we're like so close to getting things back to normal whatever that normal means but when we do, if we do, I'll put, I'll put it out there. If we do, would you think things would change as far as people taking a little more consideration about their health or maybe looking at these private companies and, and really starting to speak out against these, um, these so-called, you know, everyday average things that no one questions kind of thing? Do you feel like that would change in the future? Uh, okay. My answer to that one would be in order for change, we must all come together. I'm talking about if diabetics need change or not even better, if um, people who suffer from cancer need change, mm-hmm. then me being a diabetic, I better be there with them. Oh, I better I be there telling them to, that, you know, we need to change. We need to help everyone. Because if you think about it like this, bro, um, the pharmaceutical companies, they don't need us. We need them. We're think dependent. about it. Like, yeah, we're dependent, yeah. We, we are dependent on them. We don't need, they don't need us. They're going to be like, okay, Anas passed away. It's fine. There's going to be another one. There'll be another Anas. And they'll, yeah, be like two they more, they'll be like two more Anases that will, you know, replace him. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If everyone gets together and we attack not just the diabetic pharmaceutical companies, the cancer pharmaceutical companies, right. the Tynanol pharmaceutical company, no, mm-hmm. we attack the pharmaceutical companies all together we can bring out change if you think about it so many people are leaving the u.s going to canada where it's free medical insurance even though taxes is high free medical insurance some people are leaving going to europe where over there if as long as you're working you're a citizen you know you get a huge discount on Mm. hospital visits and prescription and all that stuff and even some other countries like in spain you can get medication through your through your job as like, you know, 
So it's, it's time that America starts updating their practices a little more. You know, people, we've been, uh, I wouldn't say that we've been sleeping. I think we've just been, we've been manipulated very well um, via advertisers or via our own doctors sometimes, you know, um, pushing the drugs on us. <laughs> but no, I, I agree with you yeah. that. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story about that, right? With the doctors. Yeah, sure. So personal story. Don't worry, HIPAA. This is my <laughs> personal information, okay? I'm bringing, I'm putting it out there. Um, so one time I had a low blood sugar in the morning. So my blood sugar was like 40, 45, and that's really low. So I woke up. I did not know where I was because my blood sugar was low. Like I couldn't talk or anything like that. Like I was just like a zombie in a way. And like I was walking. I was going to go to the restroom, but I think I made a, a wrong turn going through the kitchen. And I ended up going to the front door and the front door has a little ledge. So I ended up not seeing the ledge and just falling down. Oh, damn it. What the hell? (laughs) Listen, bro, I fell down. I fell down by the grass. So I'm okay. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. I thought you fell out like a flight of steps or something, man. No. Okay. So I fell down right by the grass, right? Okay. And then I I caught a seizure right Mm -hmm. there and there. And then this is my, this is the mark that I got right here. You see from, looks like. Mm-hmm. Let's see. It looks like an upside down Nike sign or whatever. Oh so, shit! It kind of does, man. Come yeah. to think of it. Yeah, I it's see. like an upside down Nike sign. But yeah, so I caught a seizure, and that that happened. Like I, I think I scraped myself along the floor or something mm-hmm. when I caught the seizure. So I went to the hospital. You know, of course, I got ambulance came. They took me to the hospital because I started bleeding from here. Right. And I get to the hospital. I go see the doctor. He's like, mm-hmm. "Have you ever had seizures before?" I'm like, never. This is like the first time. It's like, okay. Um, do you like suffer from any brain problems? I'm like, no, this is the first time. It's right, like, okay. Right. Like, has this ever happened to you in the past? I'm like, no, it's been, it's the first time. He's like, okay, we're going to do a CAT scan. Like we're going to do a scan on your head. I'm like, sure. Okay. You know? So he's doing the CAT scan. He's doing everything. Huh. And I'm over there. Like I'm on Google. <laughs> so whenever he tells me something, yeah. If he tells me, oh, we found, I don't know, a snake on the left side of your head, I'm going to go on Google and be like, what does a snake on the left side of your head mean? Mm-hmm. You know, so I was doing my own research. So he basically came back and told me, he said, um, he said, it seems like, you know, you're developing epilepsy. I'm like, uh-huh. developing epilepsy? How like, that develop, makes no sense. How do you develop epilepsy? Exactly. Like, that makes mm-hmm. no sense. You, okay. can, you can only have epilepsy. Like, you can be born with it or you can get it. Mm. But developing epilepsy, that's like brain damage. If, I mean, if that's the case, then you would be a case study right now. Exactly. You, people would be studying you for like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. Um, what should I do? He's like, listen, you know, your blood sugar is back to normal. So we're going to let you go home. But we're going to give you this medication. Just mm-hmm. take the medicine for like a month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'll be okay. Okay. Tell me how I, I went home, and I wish I still had the name of the medicine. I probably do somewhere in the house. I went home. I did not take the medicine. I Googled it. Um, sooner or later, like, the side effects of that medication with prolonged use causes brain damage. What? Yeah, can cause brain damage. Can what cause, like, issues in, like, sight or, you know, right. can cause, like, a stroke. And isn't epilepsy con- is basically controlled by the brain? Is it like a, a connection in your brain that doesn't properly function? Is that what that is? It's basically um, your neuron, your neurons in your brain, they fire too quick. Okay. So when they fire too quick, that's why you feel like, you know, you're shaking and right. 
Did you start? People. Did you start foaming? I seen people foam. Did you, you start yeah. foaming? Okay. Yeah, I started foaming. So I continued doing my research about it, like about the medicine. I never took the medicine at all. Right. I never took it. But good thing I, you were I, skeptical enough to just not skeptical, but you're just a critical thinker. You thought in yourself, you're like, let me check this out first before I put this in my yeah. body. You know. Yeah. So like I thought about it, I, and then I started thinking to myself too. I'm like, yo, what did I do the day before to get to be different? You know what? What happened the night before? What happened the day before? Like, what's going on? So um, I actually had, um, I set up a, a camera in my room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, let it record all day. Mm-hmm. And I put the camera, like, to, to my, um, to the living room. So mm-hmm. just in case something does happen, you know, my family's there. Right. So on one of the videos, whatever, uh, my mom came into the morning, like, around 6 a.m. in the morning while I'm still knocked out as hell in bed. And she just checked my sugar. And my sugar was 50. So it was, it? I, I, yeah, it was starting to go down a little bit. Like mm-hmm. it was starting to be along that 45, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course, you know, she started panicking a little bit. She wants to wake up my brother just to get mm-hmm. me up. So, you know, I could get some sugar. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he came to wake me up, same exact thing happened again. I woke up looking like a zombie, mm-hmm. telling him like not talking or anything. And just started walking, like get up and started walking. And my mom's like, yo, it's going to happen again. You know, he's going to, it's happening again. So my brother found, found a way, like, he basically just like bear hugged me, brought me back to my room and just said, yo, listen here, just drink this. Drink some juice, drink some juice. So I drank the juice and I got back to normal. So then that's when it hit me. I'm like, listen, the only reason why that happened, that little seizure happened mm-hmm. was because one, I fell. And two, my blood sugar was low. So this is not me being having epilepsy. Right. This is me because I fell on the floor mm-hmm. and my blood sugar was low. This is why my brain went crazy and start, and I had a seizure because mm-hmm. my brain, I guess that was its safety way of like telling me, hey, now let's wake the fuck up. <laughs> I like that. You know? But that, like, makes, that makes sense though. I mean, you were, mis- it seems you were misdiagnosed then. That's what it seems like. That's, I mean, listen, on, on the diagnosis, they just put low blood sugar. But if you put epilepsy, I would have, I would have been a lawsuit right now. Now, here's my thing. Like, say, going with this virus that we have now, if people yeah. were misdiagnosed with COVID-19, what would they, do you know more or less what they would put them on? What kind of? Um, I don't because, like, I don't know. There's no cure for it right now or right. anything like that. But most people, I mean, here's the thing. Most people think they have COVID-19 when they actually yeah. don't. Most people do have it. You know, yeah. and they think that they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about it, too, it's mostly affecting, like, the elderly people, people with mm-hmm. type 1 risks, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You said obese before, right? Yeah, like, obese, like, people with health risk. Like, mm-hmm. the best thing I can tell people, and I'm not a doctor. Don't go over here taking my <laughs> recommendations and shit. You know, I'm not a doctor. Dr. Nas. <laughs> AT&T Nas, not Dr. Nas. <laughs> I like I like it. Um, I would say just listen. Be healthy. Start looking at what you're eating. Start looking at what you're doing. You know, start helping people, and you know, all good will come will come back. Cause in a way, like here, here now I'm 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 gonna get I'm gonna get so many people to, you know, get on your your podcast later and be like, wait, what did he say? No offense to all the religions out there, okay? Because I am Muslim, all right. So, <laughs> okay. No offense to all the religions out there, right? If you guys don't want to hear this one, it's fine. It's just a little story. Okay. Um, so uh, there was a story of uh, the prophet, peace be upon him. He said um, he was telling uh, one of his 
uh, companions. The companion was drinking water. He had a, a cup, mm-hmm. water in it, and a fly, just a fly. It was flying around, whatever, and it just went into his cup. And you know, a fly, if it like lands on your cup or whatever, and it falls into the water, it's not gonna sink. It's gonna float, mm-hmm. right? So the guy sees it. He sees the fly. He went. He tried to take the fly out. You know, because I'm talking about 1400, like many years ago when, you know, water was not coming out the faucet. You had to pick it up from the floor. Right. Um, so the companion went to take the fly out to throw it out. And the prophet, peace be upon him, told him, no, don't do that. He told him, make sure you dip the fly completely into the water and then throw it out. So, yeah, interesting, right? That's the same thing I said. I'm like, yo, why would somebody do that? Like, mm-hmm. what the hell is going on? So then the whole story about it, like this is like a, they, the reason behind that story mm-hmm. is um, on the fly. The fly has two wings, right? Mm-hmm. So on the left hand, on the left wing, there's a disease. Mm-hmm. On the right wing, there's a cure. Okay. So when the fly landed in the water, mm-hmm. the water got the disease. But when you dip the entire fly in there, mm-hmm. the water got the cure too. Mm-hmm. You know, what's that meaning? is that there's always a cure for everything. There's always a cure for everything going on. There's a cure for health problems. Mm. There's a cure for racism. Mm. There's a cure for everything. And the best, the best way to start is to educate ourselves about what we're putting in our systems. You know, educate ourselves about how being different is not bad. Being different is awesome. You're unique. You're your own person. And lastly, about like just being able to just not not pick on somebody's downfalls or like you know make them make somebody feel like oh they're extremely different you know Help? yeah I see what you mean like don't highlight like the thing that they're going through every time you see them you know what I mean like like yeah. we get it yeah you know yeah like you know like uh like some of my friends before they would be like yo Anas what's up how's diabetes how's this and I'm like bro you see me yesterday and I'm still alive you see me today I'm still alive. Yeah, I mean, like, there's other shit to talk about. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> as a joke with one kid, I'm like to him, he's like, yo, bro, how's everything? How's your diabetes going? I'm like, yo, it's going good. 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 I'm like, yo, I answered it for seven days. So don't ask me in a week. <laughs> you come back next week, ask you the same question again. I mean, it, I guess sometimes, too, people get into that nervousness where they feel like they have to bring it up, like the elephant in the room or something. But you really don't like once you know it. Like once you know, cool. Like if you have a question, I think that's better than you asking a random ass question like that. I mean, not random, but just like a vague question. I would say, like for me, I was interested in your pump. Like, oh, okay, I didn't know you changed that out three days every three days. I thought that's dope. I mean, to me, that was interesting, you know. So, but and you were able to answer it. But if I'd be like, yo, today we're gonna be talking about not diabetes, and then we made a joke out of it then who would really take this serious? You know what I mean? So Yo, bro, let's, let's take like a five minute pause because I got to see what they what they want from me in the store. Okay, I got you. All right, cool. Okay, I'll, I'll